This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, all the way from the UK, but he's originally from Jamaica, and I wish the TV show that he was on would have represented that more. They were trying to represent London, which, you know, I love London. I have a London about to wake up for <laughs> school, but I have Chef Colin Brown, who is on the final table on Netflix, and he's going to tell us what does it take? How did he become such an executive chef, an entrepreneur, and give us the game on being a chef? Chef, welcome to the show. How are you doing, brother? Hey, brother. Thank you so much for having me, man. Thank you so, so much. Well, you know, you sparked my whole family's interest when we're sitting and we're watching the final table. We love watching food shows. I, I tell my kids, um, you know, daddies can all tell all type of truths. But I said, you know, I used to be a shoe chef. And they say, when? <laughs> I said, well, you know, and I have a whole story behind it that nobody can verify except yeah. you know, my, my, my cousins and whatnot. But, um, you know, you were the only that at least that we saw black chef on the final table, which was funny because I'm like chefs from all around the world. I was waiting yeah. for, you know, I mean, we, we were not just from the Caribbean. I was waiting for Africa, but you represented yeah. it all for us. So I'll, let's just get into that. How did that <laughs> opportunity come about? Um, They were combing the, the world, they said, for chefs. And basically they go and look at your profile, what you have done. Um, and I, when they reached out to me, I was thinking, maybe this is a scam, you know? So, I mean, when they, the first thing I asked, how much I need to pay? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> so, so the guy laughed and said, no, no, it's like, you know, and when they start to send all over the information, then I started to, okay, this is kind of, look like it's going to be serious. Now, for me, um, I was just looking at it from where I'm coming from and where I, what I want to do from where I'm, my region, really, because I grew up in Jamaica. My old family, I'm from the slave, I'm sixth generation slave. That's the first thing. Um, first thing you need to admit and accept is who you really genuinely are. Then you will know whatever situation they show you and you just know why you're there. You know what I mean? So the fact that all my generation and, and, and my food is handed down from generation to generation to generation. It's only a pity I didn't get to cook my way on the show, then you will see some. It's a different league, you know? Um, so um, what happened is um, they said, um, we do a Skype interview, you know, they keep calling, calling, and we do all of that, go through this. And then um, they said um, they would love me to come over to LA to, um, we're going to film this thing in Sony, you know, but during that time I was working flat out because I had, I have an, I had an event. I live in London and I have an event in Jamaica I have another event in London. In so in the in the space of ten days, I mean, I was in three different time zones. So it was like, so when I went to LA, and it's all um, um, long flights, you know. So when I went to LA, I was literally run down um, everything. So I wasn't even my, I wasn't my best on that show, to be honest, you know, because um I, I was very sick. I was taking Advil like crazy and vitamin shots. So it's not I'm not trying to make excuses or whatever. But the thing is, I've 
you know, I have to give thanks for the opportunity. Um, there was other black chefs there, but um, when we reached LA, but you had, um, I think we came down to the last 50, I think you saw thousands of people, but came down to the last 50, I think there was two more black guys in the last 50. And they chose me after, then you, you, you have to wobble it down to another um, 24 chefs. So I was chosen. So I was very, well, I consider myself very fortunate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. And okay. So then you just were the last one to make the cut out of many. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and then, you know, they, they team you up with someone. And so I guess you guys kind of, they, they make it seem like all those partnerships are genuine, but we know TV, you know, they have to do that. Yeah, but it, yeah. to, to, did you know your, your team member um, prior? No, no. no. Okay. No, but, but some of the guys, most of the guys know each other. I mean, me and her was just paired by Netflix. Yeah. So, so, you know, and, and it was a great, I mean, you did a, a great job and it's a competition and, you know, it, it's not always who's the best. It's kind of, you know, a lot of stuff happens with TV. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, to get to that point, though, you started cooking at six. I know in Jamaica, um, yeah. you he called himself, you guys, he was waiting for another uh child especially a girl so he could stop <laughs> cooking and doing all the cooking but yeah. uh you know yeah. this love for food i mean it's kind of out of the necessity but how did yeah. you take it to the next level because you're you're at such a level where it's like you went from cooking to chef to owning <laughs> restaurants yeah. What what was the step? Did you hit the lotto? Like did no. you find a, a sponsor? You know, no, somebody's man. out there. Like, how did that happen? To be honest, I've never I've never I, I just know that we're talking. I, I just realized I've never had a sponsor. I'd never have an not, not, not an investor in any way. I'd never had a loan from the bank. I'd never had not even an overdraft on an account to, to do business. So well, you know, I grew up on an island where you cannot walk off. <laughs> the only way off is flying. So we know the Jamaicans know the hustle. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. and I have a mean grandmother. She is dangerous, man. She, mm-hmm. um, you know, the reason why I have, I, have, I would never go to jail because my grandmother come, uh, you know, I, I'd rather to face a fire, a fire squad than my grandmother, you know what I mean, come to the jail. So it was one of them situations. So you had to find a way out. So when I moved to um, London, it was so weird because... I, I used to work in Jamaica where like my, my grandmother didn't send me to, she don't believe in selling, sending kids to college and university and stuff like that. She said, um, you can't just pick yourself up from high school, just go to university because you don't know what you want to do. So she put me in an on-the-job training program where she find the best restaurant for you. And they rather to pay the restaurant to take you than pay for you to go to university. But at least if you can do it for a few years and you realize, oh, this is not for me then you can, you know what I mean? And they're ready to do it. Then you go and study. And then two years, you say, oh, that's not what I want to do. You know what I mean? So she put me in a program like that. And then I'm, I was really good. When I was 15 and a half, I was like way advanced. I was on main course in the best restaurant, best seafood restaurant in Jamaica at the time. Um, I was on main course. There was a, I was a kid, you know, in the main course cooking lobster. So um, I remember once there was a man, um, he from the Cayman Island, I think he was. And he asked me, if I would like to work in the Cayman Island. I was a child. I said, okay, yeah, sure. I'll say yes to everything, you know. Um, next thing you know, they send me, they, they say I should book a flight 
to the Cayman Islands, never fly, never, never leave the country. Um, I remember going on, my mother working in the hospital, going down there and tell her, like, she's like, I don't have the money. <laughs> she's like, there's no way you're going to go because I don't have the money. And I don't have the money either because I'm just, you know, a child, you know. So our friend, I think one of our nurse friends lent me some money. They said, I'll lend you the money. You go, go do, you, do your thing. So we went to Cayman Island and that's when I get the bug for restaurant. Then I start to find, it, it wasn't, then things get real right there. It's like, wow, it's a restaurant, you know, and people like my food. And I'm like, you know, where I was working, when I was 19, I was working 19 hours a day. That's what, you know, and then um, I, I, the beautiful thing about working 19 hours a day, you don't get any time to spend money. So when I, I, I couldn't wait to go home to Jamaica, so I have a lot of money now, you know, because cash like crazy. So I go home, me and my boys running all over the place, then the money is finished. You know, <laughs> now, now I'm looking like, right, what's the next move for me? Because um, I, I love the cooking. I love what I've been learning. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, let me go to London. Now that, this was a wake up call for me because like when I come to London now, there's like, all my qualification is invalid here because I, I didn't study in London. So, mm. you know, imagine you come here and, and you're trying to get into something and until you're illegal because you overstay your time because you still haven't get anything. You don't have money to go back home. So, I couldn't get a job and I realized like the, the only way I'm going to work in a restaurant again, I have to own it, <laughs> you know, and you know, that's where the Jamaican in you jump out now, you know? So I set myself, say, all right, I'm going to, the only people I know was drug dealers, people who sell drugs. That's why I never disrespect them in any way, shape or form. I would never talk bad about anyone. Um, these was the only people I know. So I decided to design some cakes what I know they would like, like rum cakes, you know, the things that I used to grow up eating and I used to sell it to them. So they, they, they used to go to their drugs house and, you know, so I, I will, I will give them all the, the cakes and all these nice things. So, and I, they pay cash, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically I become a food dealer, you know, you have like every, all of us, it, food is like dealing art, dealing drugs, dealing, you know, whatever you want to. So I, I consider myself a food dealer at the time. So they, you know, and they pay care. So that's when I start to um, work towards getting the restaurant. Now there was a guy, um, I'm going to give you, this is, the, this, is the, this is something I would love to tell you about, with the transition. Um, I, I save and I, and I designed some business card. They were like gold card, like, you know, the, the, you know, the ATM MasterCard, you know, the, like real gold, you know, it cost me a fortune. And I have two cell number on it. That's if I lost my phone. You know what I mean? And all them drug dealers, when we go to the club, they were like, everybody's wetting themselves with champagne and doing all kind of madness. I would walk up to the meanest, most beautiful girl and I would just introduce myself nicely and I give them my business card and say, listen, this is what I do. You, I would like if you'd come and join my team. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, this is my card. If you, if you think, you just give me a call tomorrow if you think it's, you know what I mean? And these are the girls that the drug dealers are trying to get. You know, so I recruit these girls. They are absolute rubbish in hospitality. They drop everything you give them, but the thing the drug dealer want them. So basically, I will get more business from them. So I had to like teach them how to even hold the tray. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But then I, that's how I start up the catering business. You know, and then I went to there was a guy. Um, I have a, have a banquet in suite, and I said to him, "Listen, I want to start the package um, events." So. Um, cakes food 
you know, and, and, and I would love to use a venue. I don't have a venue, so I would use a venue. You take the venue I, and, 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 the, and the bar, and I will just do this. And he's like, yeah, sure. Now, that's how I end up with my first premises. I don't own it. I don't need to pay the rent. I just need to go and do what I do. And from there, I just saved till I could buy my own restaurant. Well, you know, that's a very different story than what the Internet has said about like you were, you know, your grandmother, she was a great chef herself and that you were, you know, then kind of discovered and then it just, you were brought over to, you know, just kind of like, um, like a a Cinderella story. Hey, picked up. And so that, that, that's the real story, you guys. So you know that your, your progress isn't always, it's kind of like this in life. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Now, how do you feel when you get to, you know, London and especially now and and as an American, I have to say, London has always treated me well. My oldest, she is named London. I have a London and Sydney dot com. But now the same people who help build up the UK, they want to deport them and say, hey, you know, especially with all this Brexit nonsense, how has that impacted you and maybe even your future plans to stay in the country? (laughs) You know, I don't really don't follow up these things. They're trying to get every, I think they, they, they wake up sometime and just come up with something. I just think that doesn't even pay them no mind. I just like, honestly, because when you look at what we have to offer, like, as much as you see everybody in London is so fabulous and whatsoever, the only thing they don't know what to do is eat properly, you know? And we, as a nation, and, and we understand food from a very early age because of how our whole history is structured, you know? You remember when I just said to you, I'm six generations slave. I will, I will go right into it with you, brother, because um, you see, when the British um, take us from Africa, and bring well, my four parents and bring them over to Jamaica, you know? Um, the reason why the, this food is so synonymous to our culture is because of they, they have the, the influence from Spain. Like Spain, the, the, the style of jerk, I just want to go into it deeper, you know, this jerk style is like the same style they do in Spain. So Christopher Columbus and all these people, they, they were from Spain and all these places. No, he was Italian, obviously, but when the Spaniard was the first pe- first people who come over there for, by, via Christ- Christopher Columbus. When they go, they see the indigenous people using the spices, like the pimento and stuff. They use the ripe the ripe berries for anesthetic to stop infection, and then they dry the same berries to use it cook. They were blown away, so they bring their influence of food and use the spices that they find on the island, right? And then um, the influx of Africans came over and bring all the breadfruit, the yams and everything. But my brother, look at what's going on right now. Everybody is trying to, to get healthier and eat properly and whatsoever. And these food that was brought over with the slaves, there's a reason why they brought it over. It's because when the slaves eat it, they give it, they're more, they have more strength, more stamina, more, you understand what I'm trying to show you. Now, the, four, <laughs> the slave masters used to eat the best of the steak and give our people, the bones, the tribes, and all this stuff. And our people make this into a cuisine right now. If you go into New York, or if you go to LA, you see people queuing up for bone broth. That's what the slaves used to eat. <laughs> so, you see what I'm saying? It's a lack of knowledge, what they don't have. What we is... <laughs> so that's why I laugh all the time when you see all these nice people in suit dress up and talking crap. I just laugh because they have no clue what they're talking about. And then they, they pop into... They have so much money you need to pop to grab something to just, you know what I mean? So we know 
what we are about. You understand, brother? So well, I don't really pay them no mind when they talk this and talk that because what's going to happen? We can go home. But they cannot, one thing I'm 100% guarantee you, they cannot stay in England and don't go and visit some country. <laughs> and the minute they have the opportunity to come to my country, guess who's, guess which hospitality they're going to want to come they're going to make i'm going to make sure they come to mind because i have what they're looking for and that's all we need to just look at it because we we can't like our four parents everybody's trying to try it over the years to change these people mentality they it's a it's a sickness they they you know there's no point trying to cure it what you need to do is kill them with love brother you know Definitely, definitely. And, you know, what the, What we find is the more uh, countries, um, you know, have a melting pot, the richer they are just, you know, culturally. There's some things that certain cultures just, you know, put together and they yeah. like to do it. Um, whereas I would say, you know, some cultures like, nah, that's not really our thing. But it's just it's just, you know, how you were, were brought up. But I, yeah. I find it interesting. I'm trying to deport folks. And we know the British love to go to Jamaica and spend, you know, two <laughs> weeks in a month. So how are you going to deport them and then have the audacity to want to come? You know, the yeah. only island you'll be getting close to is Malta, which I love yeah. you, Malta. But, you know, Malta's not Jamaica. <laughs> so. <laughs> You yeah, know. yeah. It's, so no, that, say, huh. go ahead. Yeah, it, it's good for it's good, brother. Like when they think like this, because it show it, it show them it show they show the world how they are, you know. And you know, we as I said, we know better. So it's like if you're gonna want to send me home, not a problem. But when I go home, you 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 need to make space for me because your your people is living in my country, and they take liberties down there. You know what I mean? So if I was, to, imagine I go home and say, okay, now I'm coming, I'm, I've been sent home from England and now I, I, I um, the British have the best lands, the best thing. I need space to live. So you guys need to, you know, small up yourself because I need a piece of land. I bet they would want to say I'm a terrorist. <laughs> you understand what this is right? You know, it's what I'm saying. What, that's, just, that's just the mentality. They, they've been like this for years. You know what I mean? All we need to do is live right. And, you know, we have to show each other more love you know what I mean? And we have to change the narrative around us. Just love us, you know, love ourselves. Pay attention to things like this. And don't worry about them. That's just how they are, you know. They just they was made this way. You know, as my grandmother said, you don't put pigs in white shirts. It's not it's you know, not every idea is a good idea, you know. <laughs> just, no. De definitely, definitely. Now yeah. let me ask you something for you know, there's a lot of folks who um cook and people have restaurants but you took yours to another level it's like you know i don't know what a michelin star would mean to you but i sometimes think is a michelin star like an oscar where the food is tasteless but it looks good and it comes in a small portion <laughs> because yeah. you know I, I like eating right off the street uh you yeah. know street food wherever i go but you have yeah. found the the craft to put it together where you're at a, a, a executive level so yeah. at what point of your career did that become the focus to like hey this food is not just going to taste great but it's also going to look like something that i can win an award with um there, there was a massive pressure on it because um, i put myself out there as um the thing is, like, let me, let me, let me, let me, you know, I, 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 this, you have some really cool questions. You know, you're doing some things and you don't even really realize what you're doing, you know. Um, I was looking at, right, the, I know the taste of the food is something where you would never believe. 
you know, because um, the way how, like if I know in, even in Florida, you will go to a very nice um, Caribbean restaurant at the moment and um, they will give you some food. But that's not really the way how the food is really genuinely made. If you cook it the indigenous way, indigenous way is you, you, you don't use butter, you don't use oil, you don't use, you know, and if, even if, if you use oil, it's coconut oil that's made. You know, we don't use dairy. Um, you can make creme brulee without any dairy. I tell a French guy that then they, 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 it's like they want to shoot me, you know. Um, but you can manipulate corn to do exactly what an egg, an egg do, you know what I mean? Because if you make cornmeal porridge, it's set, right? So things like that, you, you have to know. Yeah, you have to grow up knowing this, having this knowledge, you know what I mean? So I remember when I was growing up, my, my grandmother always tell me, today you do your best. And tomorrow you make your best better. If you do this for a whole year, you're untouchable. You understand what I'm trying to show you. So it's about doing something and say, oh, I could make this look better. Like, you know, tomorrow you're working it to make it look better. You know what I mean? You already have all the knowledge you have with the, with the food. There's no one can cook the food better than you because you grew up eating it. You understand what I'm saying? If anybody try to do it, they're going to try and replicate what you're doing. You know what I mean? So that was always in me. And then now I still start to present the food a specific way, like, like, just just make it do follow what my grandmother tell me today i'm gonna to make it it's clean if the, you know i don't consider the um the, what i put it on this plate is like a canvas and if you're gonna do art you know you have to make sure paint don't splash here this don't splash here and you kind of make you know what i mean that's how i started thinking in my like so and then it becomes something else next thing you know i'm getting awards like crazy um i, I get an award from the united nation in geneva for taking an indigenous food to restaurant standard, like, you know, because they classified our food as indigenous Jamaican food. And you believe this madness? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's cool. It's cool. I accept properly. It's wonderful, though, you know. I mean, what you did to uh, Sweet Potato that I saw on your Instagram, you guys make sure the links will be in the description and how you yeah. made it. You, you went from, you know, a chef to an artist, a true artist. And and, and that yeah. skill is something that not, I don't everybody can't do that, you know, and and, yeah. and, 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 it, and it was prettier than your Bentley. What not? Which yeah. the, the Bentley <laughs> was pretty, uh, um, yeah. but, yeah. you know. At, at that, when you get to that level, it, is there yeah. any pressure then to say, I really want this Michelin star, but you know, to you guys, just so you know, to get a Michelin star, it's not just your food. It's these fools can put a fork on the floor. And if you don't pick yeah. it up within a, a certain time, yeah. you don't yeah. get it. And so, yeah. you yeah. know, and who is Michelin anyway? I mean, you guys do tires yeah, yeah. great, but yeah. <laughs> who is Michelin, yeah. right? That's 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 the yeah. thing. So is, is there pressure to get it? Because once you get one, I mean, chefs then want another and another. And, you know, yeah. then it becomes about more ego than it is even about the craft. Yeah. Honestly, if um, any chef in the world would say they would like one. But the problem is getting it is not the problem is keeping it, maintaining it, you know, um, because if you lose it, it's like something's go wrong with you. You know what I mean? So it's not even. And to be honest, I never look at it like. Oh, I just want to get one because I want to push my career. The reason, the only reason I would like to get one, this is from my heart, is to show Jamaicans what the possibilities are. You know what I mean? Because I think everybody take this thing for granted. You know what I mean? And everybody think you need to go to college and you need to do this because um, we we was um, we 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 was um, 
I don't want to have to be very careful how I use the word. We, we was told that's the only way to make it in life. You have to go to university, go to this, and then somebody has to make your salary up. You don't have to be like that. You know what I mean? And I would love to show you, like, from nothing, you can do this. You know what I mean? And you change the way our Jamaicans think with their own food. Because right now, I'm can, I can tell you this as I'm sitting here with you. If you go to any hotel in Jamaica, you struggle to find Jamaican food on the menu. And I find that really disgusting, to be honest, you know. I'm literally speaking with um, the ministers over there about what we can do to change this. Because, like, we are killing the cuisine because of this. We have everything imported. Like, I think Jamaica import, like, over a billion dollars worth of food from America, you know. And there's a country that grow everything. And in Europe, they have summer, like, three, three months for the for the whole year. And they manage to grow food to feed the whole Europe. And we have a summer, never-ending summer. And we have to import stuff. I don't see where it's, you know what I mean? And I think it's the lack of knowledge of what we had, what we have on the island. So for me, awards like that only give me the opportunity to open people's eyes to the possibilities of what we can do. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, in that same story is true for, you know, most of Africa where you have a surplus of food, but uh, for some reason, you know, and it's, uh, it starts with the leadership at top. I mean, uh, this is me saying this, not chef Colin. Um, If you are 65 and older and have been doing your same position for the last 30 years, please groom some fresh blood, whether you're in America, Nancy Pelosi, let AOC get in there. Or (laughs) if you are in the Caribbean or anywhere in an African country, sit back, enjoy the fruits of your labor, because a lot of them don't even get that this new digital world is you don't have to do what was done. This is a new transformation, especially with COVID. Everything is digital. Businesses like mine have bloomed because we live in the cloud. We help yeah. restaurants if it's anything online or software and to get you there. But I, I love to hear that. Now, you've had a lot of success, though. And, and I mean, you guys, you'll see a lot of success, you know, and that's inspiring. Yeah. But what is your community give back that you are doing or that you plan to do in the future? <laughs> I think... That's kind of an amazing question you asked because I, I remember moving back to Jamaica in 2013 um, because I wanted to do some, just to spread what I'm doing in Jamaica. It didn't work out properly because they didn't, like, the locals, you know, will give you opportunity, but corporate Jamaica um, see you as a competition, you know? I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. And, um, that's why I moved back to London because I was there. I went back to Jamaica and spent three years on the island. I'm like, wow, wow, wow. I couldn't even get anything to do. So, you know, you know Bob Marley's other song saying, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. That's one of the deepest verse in, on the planet. You understand what I'm saying? It is, mm-hmm. it is, that's, that disease is a different level, you know? And I've, I've, I didn't understand this guy when I was growing up. I really genuinely experience experiences on a different level, you know, and I, it made me even a better person when I come back to London and I know more how to approach things because I was thinking maybe it's my expectation that, that made me, give me a little bit of disappointment. You know what I mean? So I just don't expect anything from anyone anymore. If I met somebody and they want us to work together and transform something, we just make it happen and just work only from our heart, never use our heads. You know what I mean? But I've learned in Jamaica, the hard way, you know, like 
They said, make some money and go back and invest in your country. I tried that. And I'm telling you, it, it, <laughs> and I'm, it's like, I'm telling you, the government, not even just normal, you know, government. I'm like, you know, in like, yo. But anyway, I don't hold it against anyone because maybe I, that's not where God wants me to be. So I just work with it. I accept things and you know what I mean? Well, you have to but go. Still, you have to go back to John four four. A prophet is not accepted in his hometown, so you you have yeah. to leave home. But go go ahead. I think you're going to say more. I'm I'm not giving up on my country though, because I think it's um it's the God given right to know what they are capable of. Like when it comes down to the school in every world, and I think they the, the problem what they are having in there, they're trying to cook the food them um, to make grow the food and try to sell the food. I think they need to grow the food and cook the food how our parents used to do it and forget about how how much money we're going to make from this and this like you know what i mean we have to start caring again like like you know we can't be like there's more chinese restaurant in jamaica than local restaurant if 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 you don't get jamaican food by six o'clock you're even even the cook shops are closed by six o'clock you know it's you cannot go out for a dinner at a jamaican restaurant eight nine o'clock there's none you either have to go to you, you can find, and yeah, you make you wonder why they're killing the cuisine. Like, this is what we are about, you know what I mean? So, well, me well, that, going over, huh? Go on. No, that, but that's that's why, um, you figuring out what the next plan is because maybe you even have to do like courses. And I'm going to ask you when the book is going to come out to inspire, to create a program to show them. Yeah. Because even when you go to the fancy resorts, which I, I'm not a big fan of, you know, the palladium yeah. and things like that, because the cuisine is everything like you're saying, but Jamaican and yeah. and you're and you're not imbibed with the culture for me. You yeah. know, I want yeah. I want to touch the people and they yeah. make it seem like Jamaica is the most dangerous place in the world. My wife is from Cameroon. Yeah. Um, me, I'm from Oakland, California. I, I'm not going to be worried about any danger in Jamaica, uh, no, no, <laughs> you know. No. Um, so, but but what what can be done? Do you think even from afar? Because you you have so many Caribbean restaurants, Jamaican restaurants in London. I've been to one in King's Cross many moons ago, and yeah. it was no Jamaicans around, and the food <laughs> was as bland as you know their fish and chips, and yeah. so. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what can be done as a solution if you just had a magic pen and you could, you know, write a letter to God and, and pray and, and say, hey, this is what I'd like to be done. What's the solution? I reckon we in Jamaica have to accept what we had first for it first to be selling it to the rest of the world. We have to make sure it's, it's like really packaged well. And I think the way how we approach that is with the government to create like a body like a what you say an ambassador or something like a who speak for the cuisine and i think by law every because most most of the rest the hotels are not owned by locals it's like people who come in from different countries which you know we welcome the investment however by law they should be every hotel should have a jamaican restaurant serving like fine dining jamaican food they should be a training set up for either the, if they're going to bring their own stuff or having some Jamaicans inside a place who can put it down on that level. You know what I mean? So it's by, by it's just like if, if you come to UK and as, as, as an investor and you say, okay, I want to buy, I want to build, buy this land to build um, some, some 
properties and, and, and rent and stuff, the first thing the government is going to tell you, you need to do something towards social housing. You understand what I'm saying? So you, you can build your apartment block, but you need to build another one for um, social housing. You understand? So the government can give to the less fortunate. I think we need to set something up like that in Jamaica. If you're going to come here, you're going to have to employ a certain amount of Jamaican and you have to have this food by law because you need to promote this food more. And by you doing that, then you can start moving this this brand into into the States, into Europe, into... You understand what I'm trying to show you? But we don't, we don't have that. We try... For some strange reason, we tend to accept every other cuisine except ours. I don't, I don't, this is why I don't understand, and I would love to change this, to be honest. And I want to add something to that and make sure you pay them the equivalent of what you'll pay the foreigners um, because. Thank you, brother. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Because you know, they'll say, yeah, we got them all right here and paying yeah. them, you know, peanuts and then yeah. bring somebody in from Wisconsin. And, you know, yeah. it, it's just a, a whole, yeah, a whole yeah. different life. That's, yeah. that's, an, that's a very valid point because I've seen some things when I went over. It, it made me disgusted, man. Like, you know, the price, what it like, say, for, you know, I, I'm talking with you. Nobody can stop me from making, doing what I do anyway. So I can talk. They're, like, <laughs> I, was, I was around, a company and it's so weird it's, it broke my heart when i speak about this they um they was paying the local people they paid them 300 us a month right mm-hmm. and the guy from america they pay him 3000 a month and he can't even do the work and it's the color because of the color of his skin so yeah. that's like look at the difference i'm not saying you can okay for fair enough you're flying someone and they give him house they give him co- company car and everything and you know you know what the guy was telling me the owner was telling me you have a problem because jamaicans um keep stealing from him i said they have to <laughs> this money cannot even bring them back to work after they go shopping they don't have a choice you know and at the same time you have like a massive security company securing the place and trying to stop people from stealing i'm like this doesn't make no sense give this money to the guys who are stealing from you and you will see the difference. You understand? That's just economics. You're just like, you know what I mean? If you give them a little increase, what do you think is going to happen? And you explain to them, like, man, this is what I'm trying to do. You're stealing from me. Steal, that means you're stealing from yourself. It's a total different approach to it. But I don't think they understand this because, as I said, these are people from the slave background. They still, the great grandkids just hand down, hand down things. They don't understand this. They don't understand this logic, you know? So what you're saying is, it's, it's a very, very, very true statement you just made it because I've, I've experienced it over there. You know? And I'm going to add one more thing to that. At some of these resorts, many Americans know that, you know, th- there's no tipping allowed on some of them. And I, we used to fight. My wife and I were like, you got to take this. Like, this is the blessing. Yeah. You can't, you know, yeah. oh, but they, they can get in trouble. It's like, you got to sneak it. Like, we're, you know, we're trying yeah. to steal the tip in reverse. So, yeah. We, they they know what they're doing, and this is why we do shows like this to call them out because there are allies, there are good people, but the yeah. system in itself is you know it, it needs to change and it needs a whole one eighty so it can really yeah. be inclusive and diverse and fair. Yeah, and, yeah, and 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 with that, I had asked you you know slid in there about the book. Any plans for a book in the near future? Honestly, um. I've 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 been writing something about this. It's it's, an, it's the history of the the food, like a thousand year history of the food. 
I'm looking for find the best publishers. So there's a lot of people who've been knocking on the door for it, but I want to, I want somebody who understand what it is about. You know, I just don't want to just, yeah, oh yeah, we're just going to make some money because this is like everything from um, over a thousand years, you know, how the food has arrived, how does it develop until now? So you will have, you know, so I just don't want it to make it like, that's why I, and I'm only going to do one book. I don't want to do like a hundred book, just one good book, you know, um, around this, this like, you know, the, and, and from how you take it from street food all the way up to fine dining, you know what I mean? The stages, the steps you need to make and what I've done. You understand what I'm saying? I would love to do something like that. I've, I've written a, a fair amount of it already, but it's just that um, I just want the right, right people to work with on this, like, because I'm, what's in my head and what, know need to come to somebody need to form formalize formulate it from like on a different level you know so that's where i am like and trust me this covid kind of um help you as well because it make you more relaxed before i was all over the place because i have so many places i have to be you know because um, um honestly the problem i have was getting chefs from jamaica here because for, for a chef to come and work for you is there's no way the British gonna let them shoot the them in the country. They say you need to employ British people to do what I grew up doing. So that's kind of difficult. So what I start to do is like um, license the menu, license my menu to top restaurants. Like you know, a lot of them start winning a lot of awards because of this. But and then I have to make my my work into like um, sauces, easy to use, and then I show them how to. They still don't know how to make. The sauces from scratch. I don't. I don't really think I've, I will ever, ever let them up with that. But the thing is, these things I want to put in the book. How to create stuffs from just onions, and you know what I mean. How to use onions and turn onions into food, and the way how we used to do it. You understand what I'm saying? So that's the yeah. book where I'm working on at the moment. However, I asked. I don't. I'm on the fence because I don't want to give it to a publisher, and then they say, "Oh, you put this and this and this," without understanding. The background, the culture, the, the history that we have to go from, you know, like there's products in the world that people would never even come across. Things like anato, you know, you know, people like this. This is this is a natural color from coloring from, you know, a, a, a berry. You know what I mean? Things like stuff like that. Things that you 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 can't you don't even know how deep this thing is. So I'm really genuinely looking for somebody who I can really do this with on a level. But you see, like, oh, me and you can reason. Imagine yeah. we talking about food like this and just just write about what we are talking. Well, I'm going to cha challenge you because somebody who I have a publishing company and written many books, but I have my publishing company because mm -hmm. I knew my family and I wanted to write more and more books. And in publishing, the more books you produce, there's these little secret societies that you become part of. But I wanted to have ownership of my stuff. And I didn't want to go beg okay. some, I didn't want to beg an agent to, you know, in three years, find me a deal. And then they tell me what I had to change. Not that I cannot grow. I'm not encourageable, yeah. but it's that these I'm writing on my family's travels and some of my books I'm writing on the yeah. Christian industry that nobody in the Christian industry would write about um, because yeah. they said, we don't think artists read. So we don't think that would be worth our time where, you know, and so I challenge you 
think about what putting a book together is. You have the ideas, then you get mm -hmm. an editor to format it. Now you're, yeah. you're state independent, just like with your restaurants, you gotta do yeah. it yourself. So your editor yeah. puts it together the way you like, then you get someone to lay it out the way you like, that's two different people. And then mm -hmm. it's just the process of going to Amazon, that's the easy part. Going to Ingram Spark, so libraries mm -hmm. worldwide will buy your book. That's not a difficult thing. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. you control it. And maybe it doesn't sell 10 million and you're on Forbes. But guess what? We know those numbers are flubbed a lot of times anyway. And with the right <laughs> check, you can get on anything. Yeah. And, and that's yeah, where many authors, yeah. they lose it. And plus the libraries spend millions of dollars locally around the yeah. world on books so you you it's why you're doing it if it's just to make money i tell people don't write a book even if you get a deal once your literary agent and everybody yeah. takes a piece of you you don't have any real yeah. money and i got yeah. real real sources on that um but i challenge you for that but i also want to challenge you to bring back the youtube because it's been a you know at least like seven years i think and you got a whole new story all that yeah. luxury you're showing on instagram that's yeah. youtubeable TikTok, okay. all that okay 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 i could do that i could definitely do that definitely yeah, do that. I, I was literally i was starting to push things and my mom tell me to um just remember i need to come home sometime and uh People might think I'm too rich, you know. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I pull up, I pull up, I pull up. But the food stuff I'm gonna go into. And the funniest thing is, like, I was telling her, um, you know, I'm not. It's not like I have this money that you see. It's like, like, the, it's weird how food provide things for you. Like, you know, when I was growing up, like, oh my god, I would love to own this and I would love to own that. And I find myself in a position where it's provided. You don't, you don't need to own it. You just, you know, people's like, right, um, there is a car, you can have this one, you can do this and just get on with what you do. I'm like, oh, really? So now the last thing I think about is buying a, a nice car or whatever. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? And it's all because of what you do. You understand what I'm trying to show you? So it's like, um, I was in Dubai for a while. I, 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 I live a different kind of life. I didn't, I know it was, I'm from Jamaica, you know, I didn't expect, not even expect, I didn't know I would ever, you know, I live, I live, literally live in the Burj Khalifa. Uh, you know, I have no bills. I have not. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And it's all because of food. People just want your services. And they will win. So that's why I tell the guys in Jamaica, look, all you need to do is master your craft, my friend. Just master your craft. It will change everything for you. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm very easy. I'm one of the calmest person you will ever find because as I said, I'm, I have no expectation. People that don't disappoint me a lot. Um, <laughs> and I just focus on what I do. And I'm honestly, brother, you know, it's so, it's so nice to talk because you don't have all of this in me. I never say nothing to nobody. So I am grateful for you just reaching out, to be honest. And the whole book thing, I'm going to take you up on that. I like the, the challenge and your challenge is accepted. Okay. I'm yeah. going to change this. Yes, yes. And, and folks, I'm glad he shared that with you, the access, because the type of access you have is the type of access sometimes, you know, stars and entertainers, labels will give them whatever. But the thing is, you also have to save that money because when you do go back with the common people and they say, hey, I just saw you in this car. I just saw yeah. you on a private jet. Yeah. Where's my yeah. money? You know, um, yeah. where's my portion? Because we know our people and they yeah, have to yeah, 
and a lot of folks are living that life. A lot of, you know, footballers and NBA people yeah. are living that life where things are given to them, but they're not respecting the money that they have or the connections yeah. that they have to go to the next thing because yeah. that's when you find someone, you know, at the gas station, NBA player begging for money, and you're like, what yeah. happened? You know, you, you were like the prodigal son. You didn't do, you didn't respect yeah. the position that you were in. So that's why I see yeah. the books, more TV for you, yeah. your YouTube, yeah. and then, you know, your son come in there with the, um, doing his martial arts and cooking and mixing the martial arts with the cooking. And, uh, you know, it'll be a, a beautiful, a beautiful thing. Yeah, man. Definitely, man. I'm gonna definitely get on to this thing because, as I said, I'm. You see, because I'm, I am not the type of person who is, um, you know, like some people are the fame and this kind of stuff and want to be out there. I'm. Not, I, don't, I. I genuinely. I don't. I want people to know about my work. I don't mind if no one know what I look like. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm one of them ones. So it's like, you know, I just want to be known for what I do and not what I look like and what I'm. You know, so this kind of life doesn't. I'm a simple guy who grew up in the country. You know, I just want to be left alone. When I, you know, when I'm here, I just want to be here. Me and my friends, we just kick it, chill, and just, you know what I mean? That's that's how, but now that you're talking, I think it's not about me. It's about people who you need to, who need, you need to fuel what they do by doing what you do. You know what I mean? And you made me realize this, say, um, because I was just doing it because, like, what do I need? I don't need to be this, and I don't need to be that. Like, you know, I, am, I have my little family, and we are okay, and you understand what I'm saying? But now that you talking i mean there's people out there who would be who looking for inspiration and if i can do that i would is i would literally oblige you know what i mean so i'm gonna definitely take you up man you guys have gotten the game like share subscribe don't want to give you a game overload we're gonna take it offline <laughs> chef chef colin i thank you respect man i think we should do this again sometime you know i, I like reasoning with you you're okay you're one of us you know you're good Anytime, brother. Anytime. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.